good evening to you all. You're welcome to today's Sunday School podcast session. So today we begin a series of teachings on the topic, the knowledge of good and evil. And today's episode would only cover an introductory aspect into the entire teaching itself. In the course of this teaching, I shall attempt to reveal to you the real and complete identity of evil and unrighteousness. Also, you shall come to a very disturbing revelation concerning the things that are good and righteous themselves. Because in the face of God's throne of judgment, good was found to be just as guilty as evil itself. A statement of guilt was passed upon our righteousness as it was passed on our unrighteousness. And it is quite a very important knowledge for especially practicing Christians to have because having been made to challenge and repent of our many bad practices, we must also by necessity challenge and ask questions of our good and righteous practices as well. Questions as to what is the origin and nature of that righteous practice? To what purpose and to what end is that righteousness that you are practicing? To whom does the glory of that practice belong? Because contrary to what we've been made to believe that evil only ever resides within the degraded moral confines of bad practices such as telling of lies, stealing, gambling, fornication, adultery, alcohol, prostitution, up until murder and the various kinds and forms of corrupt practices. But it might also come to you as a surprise that there is yet a greater kind of evil that is found amongst the things that we recognize culturally and morally as good and righteous. There is a kind of evil that sits comfortably amongst the things that pertains to compassion, to love, to affection. And while everyone likes to sit as judge to condemn the many bad and unrighteous practices, nobody ever thinks to question the things that are good and righteous. Nobody. And it is amongst those things that the devil sits comfortably protected by our ignorance. Nobody ever asks those questions of good and righteous practices except God. And in order to deliver my lesson today, I will be making illustrations from the scriptures itself, beginning with the book of Genesis, the tree that was in the middle of the garden, the tree that held the knowledge to what was good and what was evil. We begin to ask questions as to why did God forbid man from eating from the entire tree, despite the fact that it was not only evil that was present in that tree, there was also some good in that tree. Why were there no exceptions given to the good that came from that tree? The good was just as forbidden for man as was the evil. <clears throat> and then when we come to the, to the understanding of this, we shall begin to appreciate the geniusness of God in what he intends to teach man concerning the mystery and the nature of sin uh, by the revelations that came from this one tree. 
and you listen to the to, 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 to the name of the entire tree itself the tree of the knowledge of good and evil it was as though you could not separate the good from the evil there was some sort of relationship between the good and the evil they were walking hand in hand there was some sort of like father like son relationship between them and uh, listen to the statement in the day that you eat from that tree you shall die. God did not separate the good from the evil. He made the statement concerning the entire tree itself, meaning that the good was just as much as capable of bringing you to death as the evil itself. And in your attempt to avoid death, you would be required to stay away and be careful of the good things as much as you would have been required to be careful and stay away from the evil things. The, in passing this statement, God was also giving a sort of warning to Adam as to the nature of the attack that, that the devil was bringing upon mankind and what Adam must do to defend and defeat against that attack. Thou shalt not eat. But then the devil, knowing fully well that a man born in the image and in the likeness of God will forever find the appearance of what was evil to be so disgusting and if anything, he would flee away from it. The devil would, in order to deliver sin into the nature of that man, the devil would borrow the identity of what was good in order to do that damage to man. And that was pretty much what happened on the day of that attack. The woman, having, having put up a, a struggle with the serpent at the initial stages of the attack, would later fall to defeat and the husband afterwards. And the, and the Bible explains how. I, I read to you from Genesis chapter 3, uh, verse 6. It says, When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. And having considered what I, just, what I have just read, you would begin to ask questions of where was the evil? Why was it that everything that was said about the tree on the day of this battle was good, good, good? The things that pertains and concerns good things. Where was the evil in that tree on this day? It was both good and evil that lived in the same house, but it was only good that was used on the day of this battle. And tragically, it was the good that delivered man into the hands of death. And if ever you are going to succeed uh, and escape every snare of the devil, being Christians of this very trying period, you would be required to question the good as much as the evil itself. You would be required to ask questions of them, to scrutinize them with every measure that is necessary. Uh, Apostle Paul, in giving his remark about this event that took place in the garden, uh, made a statement. I read to you from Romans chapter, Romans chapter uh, seven, verse thirteen b. He says that it was sin, walking death in me, 
by using this good thing as a weapon. So you see Paul's statement was yet another allegation that was leveled against good. And if you're ever going to succeed as a Christian, you must learn to ask questions of good things as you would have asked of evil things. And this should be your approach towards every aspect of your life. In your place of business, the, amongst your friends or whatever kind of relationship that you keep, in your family, in the way that you grow your children, and most importantly, in the church. Because there are men that are born of the devil who have snuck their way into the church and they know so well on how to lure you away from God's presence by actions that appear to be good but ends in death and condemnation. And you yourself would need to evaluate yourself and your kind of righteous practices. You must come to a place where you begin to scrutinize your, your, your acts of giving, your acts of kindness, the things to which you express love and must be able to find by God's Spirit if that righteousness was right before God. Because there is a kind of righteousness unto death as there is also a kind of righteousness unto life. To what category does your righteousness belong? The, the prophet Isaiah stood before God and in that dialogue with God, he said, all our righteousness is as a filthy rag before God. And you see that what was being discussed was about, what was being talked about was righteousness and not unrighteousness. And even righteousness took, that the righteousness Isaiah was talking about stood condemned before God. So what would have been tragic is that if your righteousness or the kind of righteousness that you are practicing is the kind that God had already condemned, that would be a very tragic thing, isn't it? So you must be able to scrutinize and by, by God's spirits to, to know the authenticity of your place in God and because you haven't gotten rid of bad practices, you do not identify as a child of God because you don't smoke or you don't you, you don't commit adultery or you don't you, you, you don't steal. No, that is not what identifies you as a child of God. You are identified as a child of God because you are born of God. It is God's spirit that is performing in you. So you must be able to put that into consideration and and uh, this is where we draw the curtains on the introductory aspects of the teaching, uh, the knowledge of good and evil. And in our subsequent episodes, we'll be bringing you practical biblical examples of what men have done, how men, in the name of something good, have done evil to mankind than evil itself. So you're welcome to send in your questions and your contributions as well. It will be mentioned in the next episode. Thank you very much as you're listening. And once again, have a very good evening.